This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio. This is Jody Drinkard. I am here with a very interesting fella. His name is Lou Diaz. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a brother. He's a Cherokee County resident, and he's a not two, but three-time Grammy Award winner. <laughs> How fortunate we are to have you here today, Lou. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lou, what do you do for a living? So, um, primarily, I'm a, I'm a mix engineer, which is a, basically a sound engineer, and uh, my job is to take a production after it's recorded and, you know, kind of finalized. And I do the final mix that then goes to mastering that then goes to radio or commercial release. And uh, we're going to hear a lot more about that in a little while, but yeah. I want to start back because everybody's going to be dying to hear about this because you are like, you are the best in the industry. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, let's back up. Okay. Of course. Where were you born? So I was born in Santiago, Chile. San- oh, you say it so great. <laughs> Santiago, Chile. Mm-hmm. So you were, yeah. and what got you to the United States? So my, my, my father, my parents, my parents just, I guess my dad really loved the States and everything that was about it. He was, a, he was a businessman and he would come still here. I don't know why I keep saying was, uh, he would, um, come to the States on business and fell in love with it. And one year he decided to, I think, apply for a, like a work visa, brought the whole family. We kept our house, everything. What was his job, a work visa? He was an artisan. He does, well, not no longer, he's older now, but he, uh, you know, fashion, purses, belts, uh, you know, leather goods. Hand makes these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He actually was working pretty actively till about, say, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he loves it, you know. What's and his name? Uh, I'm Junior. You're junior. Yeah, I'm junior. Oh, yeah, can I yeah. call you junior? Yeah, you can call me junior. <laughs> Luis, his name is then. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, the senior. And so um, he came in 1976 and decided to bring us. So, you know, well, we, my brother and I, we were at the time, we had a sister was born here. Um, we were under the pretense we were coming on a vacation, you know, for a summer. You just and, packed your bag and. Yeah, we came. I mean, he, you know, they did tell us, hey, we're going to go there for a while to see what it's like. You know, I figured he figured he'd bring the family and see if it felt right, you know. And it did. Apparently, it did because <laughs> your mother must have liked it too. Everybody, they all loved it. Yeah. And um, before long, you're in school, and before long, I'm in school, and um, it was just funny because at the time I didn't find it weird. Nothing about it was weird. I was thought we just moved, you know, gradually, I guess. Uh, but looking back on it, I was like, wow, that was crazy how we just went from, you know. Did you know how to speak English when you came? No, I did not know. Uh, well, I knew a little bit. You know, we learned just how you learn Spanish here, you learn French mm-hmm. here. In school, we learned English there. And um, I kind of had an act for it, so I guess I was meant to come here. <laughs> I guess. Do you still speak Spanish? Yeah, I do. Not as great as I used to because I was very fluent. But uh, my kids didn't really take the Spanish when I had them. My girls, um, now they, they hate that they didn't. But um, So I've lost a little bit of it, you know. Yeah. But I can communicate. I'm pretty fluent. I can't write it perfectly, but yeah, I can you, you just have a very vague accent, actually, I think. Well, yeah, that's what people tell me. I, people say I have more of an accent of being from New York than from South America. But <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to Miami. Right. And that's where you went to school. Did you go to school there until you graduated? Or? Yeah, yeah. We, we went to, uh, you know, we're a Catholic family, so we went to St. Lawrence in, oh, uh, in Miami. And uh, that was my elementary school. And then from there, I went to Chaminade Madonna, which is a, a Catholic uh, you know, college preparatory school, private. 
and uh, that was it. Then I graduated there, and I started, uh, um, ironically, uh, commercial art at a community college when I realized I can't do this. Oh, you mean like drawing and <laughs> well, like at the time, art? you know, back then. Because then you would have been doing things, if I'm not mistaken, you would have been doing things like making the album, album covers, album right? Album covers, correct. Oh, right, right, it right. sounds like you had music in your soul from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I was always I was always playing with bands since I was really little. I started playing drums when I was about nine years old or so. Is that the first instrument you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was watching... I was actually, this is when we got, got to this country was 76, Elvis passed away in 77, and my parents were watching Elvis on TV perform, and I remember looking past Elvis going, that's what I'm going to do. Really? <laughs> drum, yeah. You knew it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my parents bought me a little drum set, and um, it was just funny. I never even took lessons. I just jumped on out. It was horrible, obviously. But Now, you have a brother who's also in the music industry. Correct, yeah. And his name? His name is Hugo. Hugo. Hugo Diaz. So yeah. you were the Diaz brothers. The Diaz brothers, yeah. And what was his first instrument? Uh, turntables. <laughs> really? <laughs> Different gener- you know what's funny about my brother and I? We were we're five years apart, so it was exactly the time. Like in other words, so uh, this is we're talking five about years apart. He's younger. Younger, yes. Okay. So um, I grew up in you know the '80s rock and that sort of mm-hmm. e- era, and my brother grew up five years later, and hip hop was starting to become something. So sure. and you know dance music and all that and. So he, so we kind of had a, a merge of both of, of those things, and um, by the time we finally started working together, it kind of came in handy. Well, okay, so you you decided you're going to be a big old rock star, and and yeah. by the way, I know my our seven listeners here can't see you, but you have a vintage Kiss yes, T-shirt on. <laughs> so you were you were on the road to being a rock star with a with the drums, right? That so was my thing. Did you play drums like in high school? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so we we started in elementary school actually, mm-hmm. and uh, there was this big auditorium called Bayfront Park. We were about I think ten or eleven years old, uh, and two of the guys that I worked with or worked with, I'm sorry, went to school with uh, John and Jim Camacho, uh, and we had a, a little band. He played piano, and uh, Jim played the bass, and. We actually got booked. I don't know if my parents booked that. I can't remember now. You got but, booked? Yeah. We were 11 years old on this big, giant stage in oh. Miami. It was hysterical. Uh, and then that kind of just morphed into, you know, doing more and more, just playing with bands. And we started playing in our elementary school for all the dances. And then in high school, we did the same thing. And then by the time we were seniors in high school, we were doing like adult clubs and all that. Yeah, Isn't that something? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how do you go from being a rock star to saying, you know what I really want to do? I think I want to mix music on a board well, because I, that's what you're, yeah. that's what you're famous for now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It wasn't planned at all. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they say uh, you plan and God laughs. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, my idea was to be, you know, like you said, a, a rock star drummer. And then um, in the process, my, my uh, ex-wife and I were dating um, and then we got married Had our first child so you know the pressures of life started actually yeah weighing and being in a, ro- a rock drummer that hadn't made it it wasn't you know the the, the, the best thing so you mean you weren't bringing home the big bucks exactly at that point? we did we, i did okay actually for a couple times but you know obviously a band thing isn't conducive for it to have a family so i was like okay well let me put the band thing on hold i was doing this for fun mm-hmm. um and i always when we recorded demos with my band i was really fascinated by the studio and i was fascinated by live audio and nobody can make my drum sound good so i was always tinkering with the knobs um and then when uh, my daughter was about to be born my brother got the itch of doing the music thing mm-hmm. and i gave him all my equipment said here you go and have fun uh, you know i can't do this right now 
Uh, and he went and developed two acts, um, one called G-O-D, which is an acronym, and uh, K-Squad. And he got a record deal with Atlantic Records. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, what? How'd you do that? You know? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm flashing through a ton of stuff that happened. Oh, sure. But um, that was really what got me sort of in, seriously into engineering because he said to me, hey, I need you to record this project for me. And I said, okay, I'm not a recording engineer, but, you know, I know how to do it. So we went into a studio that we both knew, and I recorded it. And um, when Atlantic finally heard the demos and they were all done, they approved it, they wanted the record to be mixed. And I recommended a mix engineer that I knew, Carlos Santos, was huge. He worked with Michael Jackson, kind of a mentor of mine. And so, but he was a dance guy. And this is a dance hall reggae group. They wanted heavy drums, and it was a hip-hop act. And... I had done these little mixes, mm -hmm. just rough mixes to send to the label, you know? And uh, they mixed the song, the first single with, with Carlos, and then the, the label was like, it just doesn't sound the same, and it lost what the demo that, had. That's know. what the group said, or that's what the label, Atlanta, Atlanta, the label yeah. said? Well, okay. the group, Atlanta, they were all kind of like, oh, the, the song just sounds different now. Because, you know, he came from a different angle. Yeah. And so uh, Peter Thomas was the guy who said, hey, who, who, who did the roughs? And my brother said, oh, my, you know, my older brother. And he goes, well, let's get him to mix the album. Mind you, I'm not an, oh I'm not an engineer at all, yeah. So my first gig was I was flown to New York, and we were, like, in Manhattan at Quad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Studio. And I'm like, okay, so how do you turn this board on? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah, so, because I told my brother, I can't do this. He says, you got to do this. And, and, oh, my and, uh, goodness. Yeah, it was just pressure. I got thrown in the deep end of the pool, and. I guess I figured it out. Yeah, I guess you did. <laughs> I guess you did. So now we jump ahead a few years, yeah. and you are now like the most wanted man well, for it, mixing, or you have so been? So a lot of things in my life, um, you know, how they say the stars align. You know, I, my the time I was living mm -hmm. in South Florida, the time I decided to do this, there was a little bit of, you know, sprinkle of luck in this, you know. And um, when, when I did that, you know, those roughs, and then I ultimately mixed that project, then Peter Thomas... Um, who worked at uh, Def Jam at the time in Atlantic, <clears throat> he got, he was using me more. So I was like, well, you know, I realized maybe I can do this for a living. I can actually, you know, record, mix, whatever, you know. And um, I started doing projects. And so then what happened is he, uh, we did a, a, a project from a Canadian artist and then we had to do a recall. So we were in New York. I was in New York working all the time. And I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible. But, you know, at least I got a break and I was able to, to work. And we come to Miami and... Uh, he says, listen, we got to change something on the mix. So I want you to go to these guys, friends of mine's studio, and you're going to do it there. So I'm thinking, okay, in a house. We've been working in the biggest studios in New York. Right. All right. And I <clears throat> I go down North Miami, and there's this double-lot mansion. And I'm oh. like, all right, what is this? And I walk in, and it's um, it was a private studio built by the group called Inner Circle. Uh-huh. They're the ones who sing the Cops theme song, Bad Boys. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness, I almost sang it, but that would have been a real tragedy. Okay. <laughs> so the, so what happens when I walk in that studio, I'm like, I'm from Miami, but I've been in New York so much. And they built the studio really hush-hush, no one knew about it. And I walk in, I met the band, and they were just the, the best family ever. They yeah. took Yeah, they took me in, and uh, I have a huge debt of gratitude to them because that studio was private, eventually went public, and I happened to come in when they just built it. So, so you were... Yeah, kind of. Well, I, I met them, and then they were like, "Hey, do some work for us." And then I did some work for them, and the relationship grew, and I kind of became their go-to guy. Me and another guy, uh, uh, Ray, mm -hmm. see who also lives here in Georgia now. 
So Ray and I were just the beneficiaries of sort of their studio growing, and I grew with them, and they just gave me a platform that I really like. That's what made me popular in South Florida mm-hmm. because yep. uh, Mariah Carey came and Puff Daddy and Beyonce, and we so were So you get all, to meet all these people. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've worked with pretty much all of them, yeah. Now, I've read some of your, your uh, list of artists that you that you've worked with. Uh, Mariah Carey was not one that I no, saw on there. Yeah, no. Uh, and who who else did you say? Beyonce? Beyonce you? I worked with, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know these people. Well, I mean, I know I met them for a day, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if she remembers me, but <laughs> she was very nice. <laughs> you, you're the guy that made her sound better. Yeah, well, at the time I was recording, actually. So it was me and Scott Storch was the producer, and we did a song called Baby Boy. And uh, I was just recording her. And she had just left Destiny's Child and was starting her solo career. That is crazy. Okay, now... Yeah. I want to I want to take a little break here and jump back because we don't know. Um, me and the seven listeners have no idea what it means to mix a song. I mean, right. truthfully. Right. So can you just tell us, I mean, in my head, it's like somebody sends you some digital tapes, basically. Well, now And you make it, you make it perfect. So I well, don't know what you, it is. You know what it is? I, you know, I've never been able to answer this question quite right, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. So now it's different because I get files, you know, before mm-hmm. it was a two inch reel tape, master tape. And you would, so basically all it is, is when you see those big boards, mm-hmm. each channel, each fader you see on there is just designed to have one sound. So in other words, picture a drummer, right? Mm-hmm. You have the, the, the floor, the kick drum, then the snare, the tom-toms, the cymbals. And oh, the, so each one of those has goes a microphone. To Correct. All, um, right. And I'm I'm making a motion here yeah. up and down, but it's like that's the soundboard thing, and you right. can say so. I can bring up just the kick if I wanted to, right? Oh, and then I'm like, okay, let me make this kick sound nice and beefy and big, and I can EQ it and hear it all by itself. Then I can bring in the snare, then I can bring the hi hat, and then there's a room mic, and then you sort of it's kind of like you're sort of like cleaning everything and making enhancing everything, and you're making the recording now. Did you ever do it live? No, I never did it live. Yeah, I mean, for, other than my band, just playing around for my monitors or whatever when I first started, but not, yeah, I, it's a you whole know, different animal. That's really interesting because I was telling you earlier, right. I used to work sort of in the music industry and I was so enamored with these people with these huge boards right. and to know what each one of them did. <laughs> but it really... It's simple. Yeah, It's not, it's it's, not yeah. as bad as I thought. I mean, this, you know... Now if I would have known each one of those microphones right. on stage went to one of those channels, Correct. I think I would have been... Yeah, it makes sense then. I'd have been doing your job. There you go. See, you'd be talking to me, <laughs> saying, where's your I'd be interviewing you, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it, it's not, to, you know, obviously it's, it, it's much more complex than that, but yeah, the basics of it, is, it's, it's not difficult. It's it's pretty simple. So when you got your Grammy Awards, when you, uh-huh. tell us tell us the songs or the pieces that you received the Grammys for. So, okay, so um, when I worked with, uh, at the studio, the studio's called, or still called, uh, uh, Circle House Studios in South Florida. So I was kind of a resident there. I didn't really work for them. We just had that relationship. Mm -hmm. They were my home base. And like I said, I was growing and growing. And one of the bands that would come and record there was a a group called the Bahamen. The Bahamen. Yes. And they were actually the house band at Club Atlantis in the Bahamas. Really? Yeah, so they were just a cover band, but they, you know, also did their original music. So, and they're friends of... Uh, Reggae-esque, kind of? Uh, Reggae-esque. The, yeah. Actually, the style of music from the Bahamas is called John Canoe. John Canoe, yeah. I know that. Yeah, there you go. So, um, they would come every year and do their album in Miami at the studio because they were friends within a circle. So, I kind of got defaulted that gig to record them. So, became friends with them, obviously, after three albums, you know, so we did a bunch of albums together. But during the process of those three years, I kind of 
grew my clientele base and I was starting, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of getting mm-hmm. my name around town and around the industry. And so ironically enough, they come back to record and uh, the, the label head at the time, uh, Steve Greenberg, had decided to put three new younger guys as the head and make the band just the band. So there was like a whole revamp of the band. And they come in the studio and Lourdes, which is the studio manager, says to me, hey, can you do the gig? And I couldn't do it. I had a gig mm. for, I can't remember now what label, but it was a major label project. And I was, I said, listen, I'm going to pass this album. Just tell the guys I'm sorry or whatnot. And again, fate as it have it, um, they hired an engineer from New Jersey and um, he got snowed in. Oh no. Yeah. So he couldn't come in. So Lourdes calls me and goes, please just cover. I just need you to cover three days till, you know, the snow mm-hmm. clears and he can come back or come to town. That's sure no problem. So I covered it, and she moved my other schedule around, and I went in there and did it. In that three-day span, we recorded and mixed Who Let the Dogs Out. Who Let the Dogs yes. Out. Yep. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. I can't do it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, and, so you got this and, award. And that was my first Grammy, yeah. So now, you got the award because the song won the award? So yeah, or? so the, the way the Grammys work is, it's ironic because it's the technical award, but you know, that's how life is. Um, you get the actual statuette or the trophy if mm-hmm. you work on more than 51% of an album. So let's say you're a recording oh. engineer, correct, or you're a mix engineer, but you only did two, three songs. Actually, what's weird is a lot of the guys that do mixing what I do or the guys have a pretty reputable name don't get a lot of statuettes because the budget's, it's more expensive to hire sort of like the main guy. So they only do the singles. Right. And then the rest of the album gets done by somebody else because maybe it's a little cheaper. <laughs> so all the guys that win Grammys just have the, the plaque. They don't get oh. the statue, yeah. You actually have three statues. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, all, okay. all mine are plaques. All oh, mine are plaques. Because I was a recording engineer on one. And then the most recent one with Morgan Heritage, because of that same reason, I didn't. You know, they won album, right. best reggae album of the year. And yeah, I got the plaque. So I'm hoping this year coming up, I'll get one. Did you get to go to the Grammys? You know, that's another thing that's funny about my life is everything's been so anticlimactic. People imagine it to be this like, got in I a know. suit. I know, come on. You didn't have a red carpet? I didn't even know. Champagne the, parties? No, I didn't even know the Grammys were on. <laughs> I was actually working in the studio. I was at Circle. I was working. And I remember I was editing in the vocal room and Ray, Ray C, which is the other engineer that worked there, he comes walking in the room and he's like, hey. I go, like, I thought something was on fire. He's like, hey, you know the Grammys are on? I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm edited. I clean me up. Like, what do I care? <laughs> and he goes, the Bahamian got nominated for, you know, best uh-huh. uh, best dance recording. And I was like, get out of here. All right, cool. So, you know, I didn't think much of it. And about an hour later, he comes back in. Hey, you won. You won an award. <laughs> so oh, wow. I walked into the lounge. I remember looking at the TV going. Okay, that's kind of weird. You that's know? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That then, is pretty and cool. And then I won another one that same night for uh, Best Reggae Album for Art and Life for Beanie Man. That is crazy. So it wasn't well, real to me. Thank you, thank you. It wasn't real to me until the next day when Naris calls, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Here's Jim Brown from North Georgia's Kitchen Tune-Up. We offer five ways to update your kitchen. We can restore, which is what we call our tune-up. We do repainting, redooring, refacing, or we can replace with all new cabinetry. This also includes a full suite of complimentary services, including countertops and backsplash installation. We also have comfortable payment plans to make your kitchen project very affordable. Jim, how do we get in touch with you? Check us out at kitchentuneup.com or give us a call at 470-808-9905. something else here i can't help but notice that you're short one finger yes 
hand. I, Short a piece of that finger, that middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was uh, Catholic school. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. I no, don't know. You gotta, there, there there's got to be a story there. There weren't, weren't that strict. No, that was just me being an idiot. Well, actually, not. <laughs> we were we were this was much younger. We were probably about 17, 18, and we were in a rock band. We were using pyrotechnics. And, and there were just Pyrotechnics. yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. and uh, normally they ran out of battery you know, the system was a battery uh, um, operating system <clears throat> and then um, this one particular gig we were running out of power so I'm backstage and when I'm about to go on, I'm like oh, I'm gonna set one of those flash pots off to put some smoke in, into the into the stage so I go out there with the battery forgetting that we had plugged it into the wall. Oh, no. And I popped the battery under there, and the battery got recharged by 120 and exploded. And oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... Was it a fun night? No. <laughs> what and your finger was gone, or what Well, happened? no, it was partially gone, but, you know, the surgeon gave me a choice. He's like, either, either we can rebuild your finger back, or you can chop it off. But if we rebuild your finger back, I can't guarantee you'll ever make a fist again. And I was like, mm, you can get rid of it. I'm good. Could you imagine? It was your it's your middle finger. So yeah, yeah. if you made a fist, you'd always be yeah. making a <laughs> exactly making yeah, a I would statement. Have, I would have a straight. I would have a straight <laughs> finger. Yeah, and at the time, you know, drums are so important to me. So I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah, well, then you had to make a fist to yeah, I wouldn't be able drums, to play. So right, 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 right. Yeah. So tell me about your family life. You have some children, I understand. Yes, my four sweet angels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Names? Uh, so from oldest to youngest, Martine, Madison, Amanda, and George were our twins, fraternal twins. Amanda and George. Yes. Great. And yeah. and uh, where are they now? Are they all grown and? They're all grown up. They're all doing their thing. Um, they've been all over the country, but now two of them, which both my uh, Martine and Madison, are in Colorado Springs, and uh, Amanda and George are down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. In uh, Hollywood. Now, how long have you been in Cherokee County? Four years. Yeah. Did four any years of them graduate from, Cher- from? No, 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 no. No, they yeah. were all grown they, before. Then. Yeah, they all went to um, nativity school, Catholic school there in uh, in Hollywood, and one of them, actually, our oldest, went to Archbishop, which was in uh, Pembroke Pines. So you um, talking about you live in Bridge Mill? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, we live in. Bridge you and your Mill. wife live yeah. in Bridge Mill. Yeah. And she's an actress. Yes, she is. Tell yeah. me a little bit about what she does. So my my beautiful wife, she was uh, a dental hygienist for about 11 years. Annette, her name Annette, is. Annette, mm-hmm. yep. And she uses her maiden name publicly because just to honor her father, which is really cool. Can and you fi- pronounce it for me? Figueroa. Figueroa. Yeah. Like. So she's Italian, am I right? No, no. She's, she's actually quarter Cuban and Irish and Scottish. Yeah. That sounds like a really good restaurant. Well, the dad is quarter Cuban, so they well, that's where the Cuban side comes from. And that's where okay. Figueroa comes from. But she's, a, I mean, she comes from her her mom's side of the family is Gillis, and they are thirteen with about a hundred first cousins, a big Irish yeah. family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's an actress. Tell me about how this all works and how this positioned you to find home in Cherokee County. Correct. So, um, so when Annette and I, uh, you know, fell in love, got together, we 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 got married, and. Um, she always wanted, you know, she was a dental hygienist. She was very happy doing it, but she's always wanted to do the, the television thing or the acting thing or something to do in entertainment. And I said to her, look, you, you got one life. You might as well roll. I mean, you could always yeah. go back to doing, you know, real estate or do your um, dental hygiene thing. And she was like, all right. At the time, I was, you know, lucky enough to be able to keep our bills and we were doing good. And um, she did it. And she stuck, stuck it out for about six to almost eight years. Yeah. auditions in Miami she did a couple of independent films a couple of commercials and then you know uh one national commercial but it was it was a hard road you know when you start so is there something I might recognize her well in? eventually she ended up 
getting this one audition for a company in New York um, that does different like products for facial and mm -hmm. you know um, what do you call it uh, teeth whitening and sort of thing so they were like auditioning her and they said we want you to talk about something you're comfortable with and it, she was a dental hygienist <laughs> so she was like I'm going to talk about this toothbrush and then the owner called and he got on a, on a, on a Zoom call with her or Skype at the time and was like you know what you're perfect and she had never done TV before so he gave her a shot and uh, I remember the first affiliate she did was in uh, St. Petersburg's Florida and she was nervous you know she, oh, but she, yeah, she did it though and she was like alright I think I can do this and kind of put that together and then the owner decided to take one of the uh, uh, shows that or I wouldn't call them an episode but one of the appearances and try to make it a commercial you can run you know uh, nationwide and that was for a product called Plexiderm Plexiderm and ironically it was filmed here in Atlanta get out of town yeah 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 and uh he ran that, and it just exploded like, really? nationally. Yeah, I think the company did like a million-dollar day where they had that many orders. We'll have to, uh, in the notes, maybe if I can get... <laughs> is that on YouTube or something? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can see it, yeah. So yeah. we'll try you'll, you'll, and see if we can get that Yeah, when you see it, you'll recognize it. I mean, like, what's funny is, so um, I would start getting calls from all different artists that I know. Uh -huh. They're like, I'm in New York, and I look at the TV, and your wife's on the TV. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was really a kind of a jump for her. And, she, you know, she's done a lot of hosting gigs and that sort of thing. But the spokesperson thing's really worked out for her. And she's been working with them for her now about eight years. And uh, yeah. You had a you have a very special guest at your home. Is is she still there? No, no, no. She, she just was... came to shoot the, the, the show. Yeah. Tell us about this. <laughs> this is so exciting for me. So um, this is just another, my wife. You know, um, we, through, through her world, she met uh, a lady named Ruth Paul. And who's really good friends with Joe Marie Payton, who's the mother, she played the role of the mother of Urkel in Family Matters. Family Matters. Correct. One of my faves. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and sweet lady. So we've known her in South Florida. She came over and had dinner at our house in Florida. Very, very nice lady. And uh, she decided she was going to do a cooking show. She's working on it. I'm not sure, you know, sure if I can talk about it, but whatever. Well, um, maybe. Yeah, well, I won't say the name about that so she's working on a pilot sort of and then she called and i was like hey i would love for you to be a guest you know i'm gonna interview people while we cook so i was like hey great honey no problem and then she comes downstairs so i have my studio down in the basement she's like well she wants to do you too and i'm like oh great <laughs> <laughs> so you're on it then yeah so it's an episode of me and her um so they came over this week and we had a huge camera crew at the house and she came over we kind of had a dinner we invited some of our you know relatives to sort of like that's look. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna be able to again. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna... I think it comes out in twenty twenty three, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Let me know because yeah. we'll, we'll publicize it here. Yeah, too, okay, then. great. Okay. Well, I'm sure you, Annette will come in here and she'll yap about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just a little disclaimer here: Annette yeah. has recently been hired by Tri-State Communications, yes. which is our parent yes. company. Full for, disclosure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is how I made my connection to to Lou here. Right. And uh, we're very excited to have. Annette yeah, on board. She loves it. She loves it. We're yeah. going to have some fun. So. Cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we missed so uh, no, far? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I can go for eight hours with all the stuff and stories yeah. that happened in my life. But <laughs> Come on. There's got to be a really good story about you and P. Diddy or somebody. Um, you know, no. Uh, he when, when I worked with him, he had just uh, come out of this crazy trial. He was dating J-Lo at the time. He actually, funny enough, he was one of the one, the first big artists to come to Circle House that mm -hmm. kind of made that studio like 
you know, everybody in the business is like, if he's working there, you know, he kind of blasted it out. I remember him coming in going, I'm working, he's texting people, I'm working in this mansion, it's amazing. They have a chef, you gotta love it. And I remember that being the turning point where like just the onslaught of artists started coming to Circle House. Really? And, which, you know, I was a, 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 a beneficiary of, you know? Yeah. And right, yeah. Right place, right time. Correct. Right place, right time. Yeah. Oh, and Pitt, obviously, that's, I don't know if people know who he is, but that was one of the biggest things. Pitbull? Yes. Yeah. Come on, do some name dropping here. Who else have you? Well, no. So Pitt, specifically Pitt, because um, I've worked with a lot of big artists, um, and but Pitt was the one that me and my brother actually signed, and yeah. he was our artist, so we're the ones who broke him. Yeah, and I met him at a... Uh, a mixing session for Uncle Luke, who was the Two Live Crew. I don't know if anybody out there knows that band. Two Live Crew, man, that is now you're talking my my yeah, speed. Yeah. yeah, and I thought he was the uh, I thought he was one of the interns, and uh, he was like, "No, man, that's that's me rapping." And I'm like, "What?" And we were looking for an artist at the time, and that's one just one of those fateful days. And and uh, I said to him, "Hey, if you if you ever get off of this contract, let me know. We'd love to you know do something with you." And uh, Sure enough, three months later, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'm off the contract. I wanna, I'm gonna mess with you and your brother." And he came to the house. He showed us a couple of demos. We were like, yeah, "This kid's a star." And, Isn't that and something? We signed him in a macaroni grill <laughs> <laughs> at US One <laughs> in Aventura, Florida. <laughs> wow, that is pretty. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. You've Thank you've you. lived quite a life. Yeah, I have. I have to be honest. I have. Um, you've I lived in Hollywood, South Miami, New York. Yeah, when I, knew, I didn't live in New York, but I spent a lot of time in New York. Enough, I guess, to say I, I live there. <laughs> so let's get to the bottom of it now. How did you end up in Cherokee County? What was the... Oh, yeah. So that was the whole question. That's right. the whole reason yeah, you're yeah, here, yeah, buddy yeah, bear. <laughs> so because my wife was at the time, this is pre-COVID, obviously, you know, the, com- the her commercial had gone so crazy that she was just, they were having her flying all over the country doing all the affiliates. Mm-hmm. So because technology allowed me to work on my laptop more and I was able to kind of go on the road with her, you know, it was insane. We were, she was doing four to five states a week. Oh, my goodness. Right. So we would leave South Florida on a, you know, Monday morning or Sunday night, actually. Boom. Airport. Get to the hotel. And we would always go through Atlanta. You know, that was oh, the hub. Oh, sure. Correct. And then she has an aunt up here, which we love so much. Uh, um, my Aunt Dolores and Uncle Mike, big realtors here. Oh. In Cherokee County. What, what's their what's their business name? Uh, the wall team the wall team they work for Berkshire Hathaway yeah yeah and so we'd come up and visit them when we were you know when we'd come through or whatever and we fell in love with Georgia we're like oh this is awesome we've always wanted to sort of live somewhere else because we were both not born and raised I was there eight effectively so you know South Florida was all we knew so we thought one day we'll, we'll make a change and then because of the, her job we thought you know what this might be the, the good idea to start looking up there save ourselves the one flight so we tried to um buy a house in Peachtree City because that was closer to the airport. Right, that's really close. I'm thinking Correct. this isn't the closest spot around. And here. again, like I said, you know, you, you plan and God laughs. We put three contracts and three houses and they all fell through. We just could not buy a home there. And, uh, you know, we had our stuff, all our house <laughs> packed in Mayflower. We're living in Airbnbs. I go, honey, we got to find a house. We're going back to Florida. And she said, well, if we're not going to live here, let's go live up by my aunt. He's near family. And we always loved, she lives in Town, in, uh, town Lake. Uh-huh. So she showed us Bridge Mill. We were like, oh, this is amazing, whatever. And literally, she showed us three houses that day. She had three scheduled houses. The first house we saw was the one that we put a contract on. And Good for you. Closed, and that was it. Forever home? For me, it is. My wife's a little, she's a little homesick, but uh, our Aww. plan was to 
to get a second uh, smaller, maybe a townhouse in South Florida, but then COVID hit. Yeah. And that kind of put a hold on things. So hopefully this, maybe this year coming up, we'll have a little spot and can get her happy. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I well, we don't want here. you to go. We want you to I don't, stay I don't want to go. I love it here. I love my house. <laughs> I love Georgia. Yeah. Good deal. Well, yeah. we're glad you're here. You're here. I'm yeah. glad you came and spent the afternoon with me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's a great, great show. But we're going to be right back. I'm going to take a break. We're going to be back and we're going to do some quickie questions. Are you oh, okay. ready for this? Let's go. Shoot. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. And we're back. I'm here with Lou, Lou Diaz. That's it. Yeah. Are you ready for some quickie questions? Sure, shoot. We maybe should do these first because this is when we really get to know you. Okay. All right. We, now he's throwing water yeah. all over the studio. What's, are you Open okay? Open the bottle, yeah. It's it's purified water. How did that thing spray I, I, up? I don't know. I don't know. You're a talented man. All right. Earlier you said you had Make fur babies. Do you have, you oh, have cat, yes. no, cats no. or dogs? Dogs. Yeah, what kind? Yeah, my wife. Oh, my Lord. Uh, we have uh, Chloe, Lily, and Ella. And uh, Chloe's our biggest dog, and she's eight and a half pounds or nine pounds. Ooh. Like the teeny one, she loves the little dogs. And uh, Lily, our 13 year old, she's three and a half pounds and she's a Yorkie. And then we have um, Ella, who's two pounds. What uh, what dog is two pounds? She's so small. I'll show you a picture. People don't believe me. And she's five years old. Oh my gosh, and she's a Maltese. Now we're going, we're, we're hitting it coffee or tea? Coffee, cream or sugar? Both, both. Do you prefer soccer or American football? Uh, that's a hard one for me. I love watching um, both, but playing soccer better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a soccer player. Yeah. Well, What's I mean, your favorite soccer team? Um, I mean, international team, Chile. Chile. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. America's Got Talent or Survivor? Which one would you choose? Oh, geez, you got to go on. I don't, I don't watch gotta... a lot of TV. Well, oh, you mean which I choose to go on? Yeah. What are you going to do? Oh. America's Got Talent or Survivor? Survivor. No, America's Got Talent. I'm not an outdoors guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd die out there. Who was your first childhood actor or actress crush? Oh, wow. No one's ever asked me that before. I should have prepared for these. Yeah. I mean, I know who your favorite movie star or film star is now your wife but of course who was who was your first childhood child crush crush wow i guess i want to say since i was an 80s kid like farrah fawcett you know Farrah Charlie's fawcett. Oh, yeah charlie's mm. angels With that feathered back hair baby yeah yeah back then <laughs> that's when we had hair <laughs> right. what do you what do you want to do oh when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grow up oh um, um rock star uh, yeah i wanted to be a drummer all rocks. your life that yep. was it yeah what was your first car Oh, Camaro Z28. Color? Black and gray. How much did it cost? A lot of money because I worked for that for my father, who was a slave driver. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't remember how much you it were, cost. You were in the fashion industry before yeah, you were yeah, in the right, music industry. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So I worked I worked for his, for his shop for, for a long time, and I kind of saved up, and he got me the car. But I don't remember how much it cost. I'm sure it was Probably like eight thousand back then. I don't know who yeah, it is. Doesn't matter. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, 
Are you an American citizen? No, I'm not. I'm shameful, shamefully saying this because I should have been an American citizen forever now, but I'm doing it this year. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. You moved into the country yes, from Chile. From Chile. At Do you have a passport, a Chilean passport? Chilean passport, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a permanent resident alien. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the first time I've actually well, interviewed an alien. There you go. Well, that was a first, right? That's right. That's a first. So when you were a child, was there any food you hated? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I was never into seafood. Weird. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a seafood still, guy. Still not? I can have a good mahi here and there, but I'm not a big, like, I can't eat a bunch of, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you... Four decades. I want you to tell me which one is your favorite oh, wow. decade of music. Oh, that's a hard one. That's right? a very tough one. Uh huh. Sixties, seventies, nineties, or the two thousands. Split between the sixties and seventies, because there's a couple artists that existed in both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I would say leaning more towards the seventies. Yeah. If I'm yeah, I mean, who are you I'm, thinking about? Who who's in your head right now? Just the songwriters were great, you know. Yeah. Uh, Don McLean and you know, just you know, even D- the Don McLean, Dead or Alive. Is it gonna? Don McLean, oh, Dead alive, or alive. alive. I know. I just saw him like yeah, two yeah. years ago. Oh, did you really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, he, you know, and I just pulled him out of the thin air. But there's so many songwriters in the seventies that were just so incredible, you know. And a lot of the sixties artists have spilled over, like, and then the Zeppelin and exactly. you know, all these other amazing bands. You know who else I saw the other day? Mm. Three Dog Night. Wow. I think it's only one dog left. <laughs> but but they were fantastic. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. I'm, yeah, I'm old soul when it comes to music. Me too, me too. Yeah. Apple or PC? Apple. All the way, is that what you use? I for- mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I, I, you know, maybe here and there touched the PC, but our industry is very Apple-based. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, I remember we had, which I wish I would have kept the first Apple computer when we when I first got into music, and I'm like, man, you know what? When from high school, we had Apple computers oh, in high you? school, right? And maybe like four, four Apple computers with right. a big console in the back, right, and right, right. And somebody had it in in our high school in uh, a science room, and it was now a, a fish tank. What? Yeah, they took the guts out of it and what? put a fish tank in there. And was that cool? It was really cool. <laughs> That's cool. But you know, in the, we used to have fish on the on the uh, f- screensaver all the right, time. Right, right, so right. now it was real That's fish in there. I funny. thought it was pretty cool. That's funny. Who's your favorite Disney character? Favorite Disney character? Hmm. That's a good question. How about your favorite superhero? Superhero would have to be Batman. Batman. Yeah, Disney. I don't know. I guess. Ma- I guess Mickey. Mickey's the you know. He's the head head honcho. <laughs> okay, I have a, a real somber question for you. Now. Okay, what band would you like to have play Ooh. at your funeral? Oh, that's a hard one. What band, and why would they play? <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy question. Maybe this is a stupid question. Well, no, I'm trying to figure out that. Like, there's a lot of bands I love, but I'm thinking like Van Halen playing on my beer. You know, there's some, I guess what I was really thinking is my friend Christy, she really loves Jimmy Buffett. And there's oh, okay. a Jimmy Buffett song. I think it's called The Wheel Inside a Wheel. Okay. Wheel Inside a Wheel. Okay. And she wants that played at her. Oh, that's cool. And when you were talking about the inner circle, right. that was your, was that the name of the the band, band yeah, yeah. yeah, same with the band. And that was yeah. kind of one of your breaking out Well, they were, yeah, 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 ironically. I mean, they were just really a huge, uh, they, they were just, they helped me out. I guess they were, 
because of their studio, they just gave me a platform to actually grow. Because, you know, back mm-hmm. in those days, if you didn't go to school and didn't intern somewhere, like, the, I just kind of slid in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy. So I didn't realize that at the time. But when you were talking about that, I started thinking about Christie's gotcha. wheel inside the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all the questions I got yeah, for well, you. Well, listen, those are pretty I've never, I'll tell you this, all the interviews I've done, I've never gotten who's your favorite Disney character or who would play at your funeral. I like those. <laughs> t- <laughs> I might well, come back with answers. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can call me back. So, well, Again, thank you so much, Lou, for being here no, today. It's my pleasure. And, my uh, pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great day. Get out there and enjoy Cherokee. I always do. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts. 